Hey, thank you for joining us. You're listening to the All in Translation podcast with Antonio Fortuna and myself, Lauren Logan. Today, we are joined by our guest, Pastor Quasi Barnes. He is the senior pastor of West Hudson Christian Center in New Jersey. Originally from Ghana, he attended Spurgeon Seminary School in the UK and is now continuing ministry here in the United States. Today, we're honored to have Pastor Quasi Barnes share with us some unique experiences that he encountered on his language and cultural journey as a result of the calling on his life. Welcome, Pastor Barnes. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to hear a little bit about your background, because I know you're a pastor, you've been in ministry for many years now, and you've lived quite a few different places and areas where different languages are spoken. So my first question for you would be, um, did you speak English in the household as a child? No, we didn't speak English. Um, English was something I picked up by going to school in Ghana. English is very important, you know, they colonized Ghana, the English colonized Ghana. And so English was a compulsory thing that students were supposed to speak at school. But when we came home, we spoke our local dialect. And when you say compulsory, what's, what's that exactly? <laughs> you, you were not allowed to speak the local dialect once you enter the school building. I mean, once you enter the school compound, there, there was nothing like, oh, speaking the local dialect. You speak English. So that's what you play with. That's how you, you communicate. That's how you do everything. And when you spoke the local dialect, you were disciplined. And the discipline could take so many different forms. But it was a way to deter us from speaking the local dialects. And, and the idea was to really get the student of Ghana well-versed in English because English was an international trading language that the government feels that it's important to at least every student of Ghana speak very fluently and write very well in. There's definitely a difference from speaking, uh, that's the Queen's English, right? Yeah, that's right. We In Ghana, because we were colonized by the British, our English is actually the English kind of, the British kind of English, basically. Yeah. But there were some challenges there, right? Oh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> what would one of those challenges be that you had to overcome? So, first, you know, being able to speak English well wasn't a joke. You know, you, you're being laughed at a lot. I laughed at a lot. And when I was growing up, you know, in school, we had students who were coming from other countries and especially like um, diaspora kids who, whose parents would bring them to Ghana to come and basically study and live with us. And they spoke very good English. So when you couldn't speak the English well, you were laughed at. And so that was actually one of the things that pushed me to learn to speak good English because I would be laughed at, you know? <laughs> so were there other situations where you experienced a language barrier that was maybe different, different from that? Yes, yes. I mean, are you talking in terms of traveling or in terms of still being in Ghana? I would say traveling. All right. So, yeah, in terms of traveling, language has always been a barrier. I mean, some, some of the challenges has been the way the words are pronounced. I mean, with my African accent, it. I mean, now I've matured. But initially, when I first went to UK, um, there were many times I would say something and then people are still like, what's he saying? especially like my nieces and nephews who were actually born in 
in in Britain and raised in Britain, they struggled to understand what I was saying for a very long time. And they also laughed at me. I mean, but that was just a family thing. You know, uncle, you don't say it that way. You say it this way. Uncle, you don't say that. You say it this way. And I mean, let me tell you one thing. The first, I mean, in terms of the meanings and how I'm, I, I grew up in Ghana. And when I was growing up, I was really naughty. Went to um, London and we went, I went out with my sister shopping and we, we, we faced a scenario where two kids were kissing. And I said to my sister, oh, look at this F, F thing they are doing. And my sister is like, what? I said, look at the F thing they are doing. My sister is like, no, you don't say the F word here. It's very, very out of bounds. It's a swear word. Coming from Ghana, we thought it was a hip thing to say. It was a, the, 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 the cool thing to say use the f word but i didn't know culturally it was totally a taboo to use it in uk you know so those are some of the challenges but i thank god that i began with family so i made a lot of mistakes at home and i was trained and i was taught not to do them you know now you're the lead pastor of west hudson christian center can you remember any initial nuances that you had to quickly adjust to when you first started as the lead pastor and, that, and that's both language and cultural. Like, so, I mean, I'm sure there was some definite language differences, um, but also express, if you can, uh, if there's any stories that you can maybe uh, share with us of the cultural differences as well. Oh, that's way we, we can, we don't need, 20 minutes would just be one introduction, but <laughs> I'll try and compress it, you know? So that that is one area where it was such a huge struggle for me. I mean, in UK, now I had grown up through the ranks in my church. My church was a very big African church. And then when I enrolled at Spurgeon's, I was um, I was given a, a majority uh, white Caucasian congregation to train as a pastor. And when I, w- when I went there, my way of ministry, the way I understood ministry, the way I did things was totally a big shock to the, the congregation and to me myself. I would take the microphone. I remember the first time I was called to lead prayer. I took the microphone. Let us pray in the name of Jesus. And everybody's like, yo, 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 like, what's happening? And right after service, like people are telling the past, the senior pastor then, what's going on here? They didn't hear a lot of what I was saying. What's all this yelling and casting out stuff and commanding? And, and they felt it, it was very aggressive and fe- very, very. And, you know, I grew through that, you know, and I thank God for being in Spurgeon's through that, you know, but at this point, Spurgeon's College was beginning to teach me on differences in culture and stuff like that in ministry. And so, you know, I was able to take criticism and the, 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 some of them were very constructive and, you know, my senior pastor worked with me on to get to this far. And even coming from UK to USA, the culture is still very different even though we both speak english and they they have kind of like a, a lot of things look the same ministry is totally different the way english look at ministry to what americans look at ministry 
the English look at church and ministry as a community and they, they work on getting to ingrain the community, be part of the community and serving the community. Whereas in USA, it doesn't work like that. You you can have a senior pastor that lives miles away from the church and wants to come to church and go out and go and be in their area and they don't want to really get really pressed on in the community and stuff like that. People travel from distances and far to come to church and stuff like that. It doesn't work like that. So that is one thing coming here, I realized, hold on, we need to strike a balance between the two. We can't just be in this community and not affect this community the way the Lord Jesus would want to. So I think that's one area I'm really trying to bring to WHCC. It's not easy. Antonio would tell you it's not easy. It's not everything that um, the church understands, but they've got the concept that the Lord has called us to the community and we are there to serve and be a blessing. And, you know, we are finding very strategic, different ways to be able to engage with the community, you know, stuff like that. And how did, how did you exactly present that coming as a new pastor? Not just a new pastor, uh, but a pastor that can also be looked at as a, a foreign pastor, right? Uh, what did that look like in the eyes of the board initially? <laughs> so, well, in, in the eyes of the board, they thought, well, this guy is... Is, is, is coming from outside what has he actually got to come and give that he know the culture but when I interviewed I one thing I said to them is hey you're, you're getting one uh, 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 you're getting yourself a, a multi-purpose pastor when I say a multi-purpose I had had the opportunity to I mean having been a Ghanaian and you know um, having been raised and trained by English um, culture and serving in ministry in in the British um, environment and coming here as a as African British and now be trying to get to know the culture, there will be challenges for me. But then you are being blessed with uh, a, more of an hybrid. That's what I told them. You, you you're getting someone with different backgrounds in ministry, different relationships, and different this thing. And when I researched the community, the community was also multi kind of like culture and i said to them look i understand that your congregation is a multicultural but i'm looking to make it a multi-ethnic church multi-ethnic church being that we just we just don't look at color and approach ministry by just you know speaking english and that we have to try and incorporate the culture the different cultures in the community in the way we worship so I am very open with, you know, us being very diverse in the way we worship, singing other songs, bringing other songs from other backgrounds and doing the church in ways that accommodates our children and stuff like that. Being very diverse that way. So trying to become a multicultural and multi-ethnic church. So it seems like you definitely had to immerse yourself coming from a, a very rich culture and then coming to the UK. Uh, rich culture too. Rich culture, right? <laughs> Old culture, right? Traditional culture. Um, you had to immerse yourself and then you're doing it again in America. And and, and what I'm hearing is that as the, at the same time that you're immersing yourself, you're also sharing a part of your journey with everyone. That's right. 
I like that you had said you noticed the difference in community here and you really want to strengthen the community, not just being and living where your church is, but also affecting the community positively. How have you had to maneuver that with, with getting other people on board and getting, you know, the board and, and the congregation, the community on board? It's been a challenge, but I, I see it as a blessing. Um, um, it has worked first, beginning with prayer, you know. Secondly, you know, um, I am very humbled. And um, throughout my journey, I have learned and observed that in order to really affect any culture, I need to be humbled. I need to be willing to learn. I need to be willing to be vulnerable and say, I don't know. I have a good vision. I know what the Lord has told me and is showing me where this church and this congregation here can get to. But I need to also understand that it is the congregation that the Lord has called me to. And we can become that with the way they think, the way they see things. It's just me molding them to begin to see what is potential. And so, I mean, I one, one strategy I use, we have something we call Envision Weekend, where we allow, we believe, and that's also something that the British church is very good at. We be, um, from the British understanding of ministry, especially in church, is the Holy Spirit speaks to everyone and everyone is important. So there are ways in which the church is run in such a way that people can feel opportunities made for people to share their thoughts and communicate what they think God is saying. And that is something I have brought here. I'm saying, hey, this is where we want to get to. How do you think we can make it? And then that is where you also get the American self beginning to say, hey, we, we can visit this. We can do this that way. We can do this way. But I have had to really be patient and be understanding and, and know that, you know, that's one advantage I have as a senior pastor. I'm not in in a just in in a race. It's not a race. It's a process. And in the fullness of time, God will make it happen. You know. Yeah. yeah I, what I, I some takeaways that I just take away from this uh, this talk we're having is that one, you know, there's going to be a challenge. You have to step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we know that we can't do that on our own. We, we thank God that he gives us the strength to do that. That's right. But we have to make the, the, the initial step to say, I'm going to step out my comfort zone. If God is calling me to this. I'm going to step out my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But also that I need to be humble. That's right. And I need to respect other people's views as well mm -hmm. and allow the Holy Spirit to, to bring us in one accord. That's right. And so uh, I think that's awesome just to see how you were able to do that. Uh and essentially just being able to do that when you had to travel three different continents. <laughs> so I think that's awesome. Um, Lauren, is there any other thoughts that you have? I guess one of my other takeaways is that to be able to connect with a new community, you've got to be a guest to their yeah. culture. You have to, like you said, humble yourself and be intentional about connecting with the people in that culture. But I like the honesty that you mentioned. You're in a leadership position as a senior pastor and although you're called to be in that role you don't know everything and so that's why it's so important for you to be on one accord with god and, and to be able to lead your congregation with the conviction that god has given you but also just you know walking by faith and not by sight and that's that's all that's all you can do walking by faith and in prayer so thank you so much for joining us i really appreciate your time today
Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for joining us and sharing with us uh, your journey and uh, what God is doing in your life. We thank God. Thank you too for having me. And I pray that this really is helpful. What a pleasure it's been to hear Pastor Barnes share his experiences with language and culture. We hope his insights are inspiring to anyone who feels called to ministry, whether domestic or abroad. And remember, allowing ourselves to be open to experience other languages and cultures will not only deepen our cultural awareness, but also our cultural intelligence. Don't forget to leave a review of today's episode and thank you for joining us.